0: What's up happy people, welcome back to another episode of Perception is a fucking Bitch.
1: When life is sweet, say thank you and celebrate. When life is bitter, say thank you and grow. This is great advice from Shana Niequist, but for most of us, when we experience that bittersweet reality, it's... Hard to comprehend. It's hard to deal with. And so most of us will fall either to the bitter side or the sweet side. On today's episode, we want to ask you how do you deal when life hands you a bitter, sweet moment? Let's get into it.
0: So a chapter in our life is coming to an end right now.
1: Yeah, we're going through a bittersweet moment right now, for sure.
0: And I can't tell if it's more bitter or if it's more sweet.
1: I think it's on the sweet side. I'd like to think it's on the sweet side. It's definitely more bitter than I was prepared for, though. Right. I thought it would be all sweet. Like, I've been waiting for this news for a while. I was excited about it. And and now that it's here, I'm like, oh shit! I, I kind of I know don't want it. Yeah, kinda- so
0: so I we're we're going through a big life change right now. I got an opportunity to go work for a company out in Dallas. We live in Houston, so it's 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 a move. It's it's an awesome opportunity. It's fucking fifty percent more than I make currently, and I'm not you know my salary wasn't cheap. You're not cheap. <laughs> not cheap
1: a cheap hooker so (laughs)
0: yes,
1: you can be bought (laughs) but not cheaply this
0: is all about the money this working for this company is on track for Uh, my for my retirement at 40 years old have you
1: heard that joke about the hooker and her price (laughs) just because
0: uh, jesus not be committed to a whore no no
1: okay so the joke goes you hear
0: that you get a promotion you're a whore now
1: <laughs> you are we're, we're all mercenaries we're all whores I'm a gun no for
0: hire man this, no. I don't do this guns for, for hire
1: pussies for hire it's the same uh, shit
0: every man has same a price shit. every man can be bought this is so not how I, so not how I thought we were gonna start the episode but I guess this is where Sarah took it
1: well I mean okay so let me tell you the joke okay the joke is a man walks up to a beautiful woman and says, "Hey." Would you sleep with me for a million dollars?
0: Only a woman can tell this joke and not be slammed by me too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love this joke. It's a this is perception is a bitch, right? Okay. Can so, you
0: sleep? Will you sleep with me for, for a million 000, dollars? Okay.
1: And the woman thinks about it for a second. And is like, well, yeah, I'd do it. And then he's like, okay, would you sleep with me for a dollar? And she's like, "Fuck no! What kind of woman do you think I am?" He's like, "Well, we've already established what kind of woman you are. Now we're just negotiating price."
0: <laughs> Only a woman can get away with that. I love
1: that joke. <laughs> it's
0: a good joke. Look,
1: but it, we're we're all guns for hire. We're all mercenaries in this world. Like yeah, you are ama- just not a cheap hooker. you Ameri- are not a cheap it's, a,
0: it's called American capitalism, okay? And I'm a cutthroat capitalist. So yep. either way. A better you bidder, a high dollar. High dollar, ho. I, 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 I better bidder. You know, <laughs> <laughs> recruited my bigger service. Bigger pimp. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I got bought by a bigger pimp. And, okay, that's where we're at. And uh, I'm excited because
1: gonna be taking that D. I'd be excited too.
0: This is on pace for like retirement in, in in four years, right? Like there's an equity portion of my salary. Well, let's that, not, let's oh, not let's bore them with the add, numbers. It, okay. Let's not bore Either them. way, either way.
1: It's a good opportunity. The big thing that I'm excited for you too is that this is an expanding company. Your current company uh, was a little more shrinking under the current circumstances. The opportunities weren't really there the way they had been uh, pre-COVID. So this is opening up doors again for you and opportunities to expand it's and grow. It's got me feeling
0: like a young twenty-five-year-old again.
1: I know, reinvigorates, right?
0: You. But, 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 it's as sweet as it is. Mm-hmm. It's bitter because there, I, I was forced to realize I was on the narrative for the longest time. That I didn't have that many friends, right? I didn't care about that many people. We didn't
1: really do anything in Houston. We right. really weren't really like active. And
0: and and the bitter part of this is I'm finally having to come to terms that there are actually people I truly give a fuck about that I'm leaving yeah. behind.
1: And I feel like it all happened in the last year, year and a half, really, where we kind of met people and started going out more and yeah. having more adventures and now it's like we're giving all that up and I'm, I'm giving up my career too my job well I uh, mean my
0: pay compensates yeah it I mean, absolutely perspective and, and
1: honestly like I haven't had a vacation or even a weekend <laughs> Sarah, off in like, a year Sarah like I don't get
0: to work I get to play housewife <laughs> she's on board with <laughs> <Whew>. this
1: <laughs> I, I just want like a week off I don't she want she you to put applications drapes in the new and, apartment and nothing. she picking out you gotta out give me tubs. at least <laughs> a week not doing shit before you look at me twice you can
0: have 60 days after 60 days I require your employment (laughs) I require your contribution
1: I I need just a week off like fully laying on the couch scratching my balls kind of off
0: I literally get a week off we're in our new place on the first and I start on the seventh but back to the bittersweet
1: Okay, so yeah, we we found a. Uh, we have a lot of friends. We have a lot of our favorite haunts and stuff too. We're kind of having to give up. We, you know, we're creatures of habit, so right. all of We've our. We go in
0: front of Cyclo Nanias.
1: Our favorite little Tex-Mex uh, spot. It's the Shout best out Tex-Mex. to the Cyclone if you're it's, looking for a good Tex-Mex in, in well, Houston. Well, if they're
0: looking for someone to sponsor them, you know. <laughs> <we> just,
1: <laughs> just pay me in margaritas, will be good.
0: Cyclone Anaya's has the best margaritas hands down that I've ever had
1: in the states.
0: In the states, stateside, they yeah. they come close to the margaritas to we had in Cabo. In Cabo, yeah. yeah,
1: not quite, but almost.
0: The quesadillas. Look, this is the one meal that I could have every Friday and not be bored. <laughs> We tried you going know, to other restaurants, yeah. and we're like, eh, it just do not taste as good like, as, as okay, those quesadillas. Yeah, so like, we're going back to Cyclo. Why would we do this?
1: <laughs> oh, goodness. We thought we
0: were being cheap. It's like, no, we're not being cheap. The food is really that good.
1: It's so good. But like, I, what what just floored me on this is I thought it would be a 100% sweet move. I mean, you know I, I don't like Texas. So I'm not 100% happy that we're even staying in Texas, but at least we're out of Houston. Houston. And I was like, oh, okay, that'll be an improvement, you know, For blah, context,
0: blah, blah. we lived in Long Beach, California, the last three years before I we moved to Texas. I will say that,
1: like, moving from Texas the first time to California was in no way, shape, or form bittersweet. <laughs> like, that was sweet on top of sweet. I did not look back. I didn't regret. I had no and shame. Then, yeah, in, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye, bitches. <laughs> I'm out.
0: <laughs> Sarah called friends like, I'm moving to California. Fuck you. What are you doing with your life? Where shit. are you going?
1: And then I come back living. and I'm like, oh shit, the now move, I'm here again. The move
0: from California back to Texas was all bitter. There was nothing sweet. That was 100
1: bitter. absolutely.
0: Sarah, absolutely.
1: Like, absolutely. We, 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 the first thing I said,
0: I, I let me say it. We roll into Houston. The first thing Texas, that Sarah says, is, I forgot how ugly this shit is. <laughs> I forgot how ugly so this thing is. But but uh, this is. I will
1: say Dallas is a little prettier than Houston is. I know Houstonians are going to hate on me for that one, but at least it's fucking cleaner.
0: It's it's a concrete jungle.
1: I mean, they're both concrete jungles, but Dallas was just Dallas a little more than bit Houston. cleaner. No, they're the same.
0: I found the people in Dallas just as nice. I've always heard that they're people assholes. said they would be
1: really ass- But hey, we spent a day there apartment I know, shopping.
0: I know, in the bougiest <laughs> part of town. Well, and also
1: we were talking to a lot of the salespeople. They got to be nice to you because they're trying to get your money.
0: Drew, good point. Good point. We went to an apartment. Mm-hmm. We, we, so we went apartment shopping. You never get this in Houston. They gave us two bottles of Prosecco, gave Italian little, sparkling wine. wine. I'm like, okay, Sarah, we're not in Kansas
1: anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we,
0: no, nope. we we're moving up in life. Okay, we're 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 the aristocrats now.
1: <laughs> I loved. Oh, this was a perception moment too. So we walk into this one apartment that we're shopping and. It was very, very high-end, and um, the valet or the concierge was a black man, and he I, he had met me when I went in to make the appointment. Shook yeah. my hand. Was very polite. Sarah's white, and and then you walked in, and he saw you, and his eyes lit, lit up. up. And he knew. came around and fist bumped you. He was like, "My man, my man, my man. Who
0: gave my me that man, look like,
1: like you in here, you're
0: in here, like you <laughs> you on this side." <laughs>
1: I, that look was just.
0: I was I like, died. I was like, let me guess. There's no black folks in this building. <laughs> <You man." laughs> So, anyway, uh, for again, we're a little under the weather from all the moving. If and our voice being out, sounds If, a our, little if we weird. sound a little raspy, it, It's we're on so much medication I right now. I got
1: my man voice going on. Yeah,
0: but we're COVID negative, if you're wondering, if you give a fuck.
1: <laughs> again, better sweet. We're still sick, so it's bitter, but we're not COVID, so, so it's sweet.
0: I spent a lot of today reminiscing, and over yeah. the last week, I've gotten a lot of phone calls from... People who have helped me grow in my career.
1: That's really nice too. You're getting a lot of those, uh, um, high talk executive
0: about, phone calls. We
1: always talk about getting your roses when you're alive. And, and we've, we, is the podcast still up for that one? Do we didn't, that's not one of the lost files. Is that's it? on the
0: lost files. So Damn we, it. We, we might have to, we'll, we'll do another one. We'll do All another
1: right. one. But, but big thing is basically like getting your people, if you, if you love somebody, if you care about someone, if you think, positive things about someone, let them know that shit while they're there, while they're still alive, while you're still with them and you have a relationship. A lot of times we think we'll have time to say that shit and we don't. So this move has almost like the way people do when someone dies, it but brings them together and causes them to to kind of speak to, to, to what reflect, they reflect, right. What they liked about you. And this move is doing that. You've had a lot of your peers and your um your mentors reach out now and say, hey I, it's been just a pleasure and an honor to work with you and, and that kind of stuff
0: right and and so it's it forced me to reflect on because it takes a village to raise a child right and the operator that i've become today would not have been possible without the interactions that i have people people. raising you up i'm a young kid from shit show africa <laughs> right like nigeria and the level of responsibility and and, and opportunity that i've that I've come into, I look, I, I, I knew I wasn't born this way. And this is not shit that my mom and dad taught me, you know? So yeah. I get a call from an executive today and I'm thinking through the lessons he taught me. And my very first interaction with him, this is six years ago, as a young operator, he tells me, Hey man, you're, you're, you're operating at 50,000 feet. I need you
1: to get to like. I I need you to come
0: down to ground level. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I need you to come down to ground level. What Mm -hmm. he was trying to tell me was I was operating and leading my team through such a disconnect. I'm at 5,000 feet there Mm -hmm. at the ground level. And I'm not even, perception being a bitch, I'm not even aware that my leadership is so far disconnected from where my team's at. Mm -hmm. And that was a paradigm shift in real time for me. It was such a tough conversation that it was one of my existential work moments where i said you know what if there was a day i wanted to quit it was that day where i looked this guy in the eye executive he was visiting Mm -hmm. my 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 store that day and i was like bro you got two choices either you get the fuck out of here or i quit like which one is it going to be right and he gave me the lesson it was hard pill to swallow i took it but that is a reflection of my leadership style today, Uh you know? So.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's such a great point. It's like, we learn so much from the people around us. I mean, I've learned a lot in this last year. Uh, My, my job, I've been running a small boutique fitness studio. And to be honest, when I took this job, I thought it was more of a placeholder. Like
0: this is temporary.
1: Yeah, I, I really wasn't like sold on it just because the the hiring process was a little weird. Um, there were some some things that rubbed me wrong with the hiring process. I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure about this. Um, and so. Through the whole process, though, like right after I got, like basically, I got hired in January. I trained in February. had a, had a great COVID February month. In March. March, yeah, <laughs> everything shut down, and I this was so, going great for team, went,
0: for for an onboarding experience. Yeah,
1: I went from learning how to run the place to learning how to shut it down to learning <laughs> how to run it virtually, and and I didn't even know half the clients' names, and I'm still having to like figure out whether they freeze or cancel or you know who they are and Talk getting them off
0: the ledge, all that.
1: I, I, I met half of these people and formed relationships th- with them th- through, through Facebook and Instagram and zooms. And Very now they're real
0: relationships. Yeah. If I may add. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And now I, I'm, in that place where they're finally back in the studio and my team is finally all together. We're getting things on board. I've got my, my, uh, right hand dialed in. I've got my left hand dialed in my, it's coming together. I'm I'm starting to hit budgets and, and gross and just, I'm making headway. I'm like, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And now it's like, okay. You know what that is, right?
0: You're, you're high off that, uh, that bonus that, that GMs begin when they <laughs> hit budget because right. you've gotten that like four months in a row. Sarah looking at these extra checks like
1: and, oh this shit can happen.
0: Like and I'm looking I at her this, like
1: because like the whole thing through the yeah. March from March on. I just, well, well, because you were on that, that stuff. bullshit
0: narrative Took perception. Like, oh, right I'm not good then. at sales. Oh, I don't do 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 I do, do sales? No,
1: I've always known I'm good at sales. I just don't like sales, and I especially don't like pushy sales. I'm very specific on how I will sell anyone. And basically, I will give you all the information you need and I will help you make the right decision to ring you up. But if I have to push someone to buy something that I know that they don't want or need if I'm trying in. to twist their arm. And and they're looking at me like, I really don't like this. And I'm trying to convince them that they like it. Like, I used to have to do that at Verizon. You would take these old ladies <sighs> you, you
0: think about this who, wrong,
1: who, who wanted the little bug flip phones. And then you're trying to sell them the fucking iPhone and an iPad and Gotta a home phone and an emergency button. Like, <laughs>
0: Life alert.
1: <laughs> yeah, we had all that shit. They're like, sell all of it. All they want is a little $30 flip phone. Leave them the fuck alone. Just- they
0: don't know what they need yet. It's the Steve Jobs model. They can't model.
1: even work it.
0: It doesn't matter. We. I didn't know I needed an iPhone until Steve Jobs came and said, you want a thousand songs. you knew songs.
1: you wanted one.
0: No, no, no. Steve they Job- can't
1: even use those iPhones. They just sit there and hold. No,
0: no, no. It's context, babe. Steve Jobs came up to us, society, uh-huh. and said, look, this home phone, you will not want it. <laughs> You're going to want this phone. It can hold a thousand <laughs> songs. You can call it blah, 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 blah. We're like, ah, Steve, fuck you. We don't. It's like, trust me, you need it. You just don't know you need it yet. That's where I come in. That's cutthroat capitalism right there for you.
1: Okay. See, it's it's, it's I not don't convincing like people.
0: That. Look, a deal is a good deal when both parties walk away from it feeling slightly shitted. <laughs>
1: okay, so well, the kind of deals you like to do no, don't, is, don't, when, don't is say when you that. just fuck them in the ass. <laughs> that's not true. And they didn't true. even know that's it was not coming. True. i just <laughs> didn't offer, even know. No,
0: no, that's not See, true. I'm about
1: mutual like 69. I like the 69 no, effect. No, when like, having, both of you are just enjoying the shit now, out of this and, experience. And, and now
0: we're having a, uh, an ethics conversation conversation <laughs> this all, is
1: completely off topic i know this it's
0: right va- somebody's probably still getting value here <laughs> it's because you just you just created an ethics perception that i need to clear up right now oh, okay. and call out okay Look, man's
1: playing it for me
0: <laughs> all i'm saying is sometimes people don't know what they need <laughs> and you have to offer and give them perspective i say that
1: to you every day you never know what you need and then so i you, tell you and you hard close me don't... all the
0: time and i do it to you too but in the context of our relationships, it's okay. But in the context of actually getting paid for, you're like, oh, I don't want him to do pushy sales. I'm like, when you decided where you and your spouse went out to eat tonight, what the fuck do you think that was? You think he really wanted to go get sushi? Yes. <laughs> Did, do you see my point? Context. He wanted it's that context. sushi so
1: he could have it's, that pussy.
0: It's context. So... But bittersweet, right? So, I've been thinking about... Back on topic. Back on topic. The, 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 the growth that I've gotten from people. I remember another leader of mine told me, this is... I was I was struggling with communication, uh-huh. right? Like, I love philosophy. And again, I'm speaking about something this. something
1: that people forget, I feel like, a lot of times with you, that English is your second language. And you sometimes miss the little, like, nuances when you're trying to get ideas across. Is why. Mm -hmm.
0: English is not my first language. I learned to speak English through textbooks and whatever access to Western culture I had, which the access to Western culture for me to learn English was through philosophy books. Again, I read The Allegory of the Cave, The Odyssey. These were books that I read at 10 years old to learn and sharpen my English the point that I'm making is this: I, I, I can be very, like, precise, uh-huh. almost overly enunciating like when I talk, and it comes across. And when I'm, but here's the problem, though: it makes me very articulate. Uh-huh. But when you're trying to lead a team and you have to scale understanding and communication along the lines of people who have different levels of understanding, yeah. like some of my team could be people who maybe don't have a high school degree, right? Like well, there's varying ranges. So here I am trying mm-hmm. to communicate on a, on, a, on a philosophical professor grade level and I can't, and I'm wondering why my team don't understand what the right. fuck I'm talking about. And I had a leader tell me like, Deji, you got to dumb this shit down to where the lowest common denominator can understand. Right. And until you're able to do that, you cannot be an effective leader. And again, one of those It's kind of a Dave
1: Ramsey principle, too. Uh, don't do anything financial until you can explain it to a, a fifth, fifth grader, grader level. Because
0: you yourself may not understand yeah. it. And it's not saying that you don't understand what you're saying. But if you can't communicate the ideas and thoughts in such a way yeah. that a person understand it, it's the difference between calling like our a philosophy. a lot of people know
1: how to multiply and divide. But if you ask them to teach a child how to multiply and divide, they would struggle. Right, right, right. So...
0: That was a big moment for me that changed my leadership style. Mm-hmm. Another cause for self-reflection. Again, again, I, I look back to the opportunity that I have now, and I am the I'm I'm a cumulative, I'm the summation of all the interactions that I've had with these leaders and peers throughout the years. Because they may not remember these interactions with me, mm-hmm. because for them it was just another moment. But for me, it was existential. It was, it was where my mind was forming. It was where my habits were, were. Those were my paradigm shifts. Mm -hmm. Right. So.
1: Well, that's about our uh, opportunity. It is bittersweet. Like I said, we, you're getting more of this, uh, relationship from your mentors now. Uh, you, you're in a good place here and you're having to walk away from all this sweat equity you've built in your current company for a potential opportunity. We're starting over, starting fresh um and and there's a lot resting on the line here so it is bittersweet in, in a lot of ways and processing that is difficult but we're going to get more into that i need i need some tequila um before i can keep going so let's uh get some tequila are and you then, out of your
0: wine already
1: uh that was gone before we started
0: Okay, and you say you're not <laughs> an alcoholic? No. All right, I guess somebody got to go. It's again. only a
1: problem if you have a problem with it.
0: <laughs> I guess I'm just gonna chill here Reception. while she. I'm just gonna chill here while she she goes to get a new drink. All right, folks, we'll be right back.
1: Hey, happy people! Hope you're enjoying the tipsy philosophical banter between Daisy and I so far today. As we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break to top off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email podcast at com. You can also find the links to our PIAB book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right, now that that bullshit's out of the way and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering, mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances, let's get back to it.
0: All right, so uh, we're what? back. Deji's back with his alcoholic wife, Sarah, who is... Hi! <laughs> she wears that badge proudly. Uh, so Sarah got... more fun than you. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Whatever makes you... help. You <laughs> I'm why they're really here. Look, so we... It, <laughs> You're
1: not even going to acknowledge I'm the not, truth I'm not, of that. I'm
0: not, I'm not, I'm not even going to dignify it. Uh, but Sarah they got... She got the wine... She got water on the side, so I, I guess that's good.
1: I finished my wine already. I okay, have some water and, and on the side. And now she got
0: tequila in a I, I in got a cup. shot
1: of tequila that we could... Well, it's in a glass, so I guess it's more like a double she, shot. So but.
0: She, when Sarah pours tequila and she <laughs> says we could split it, what that means is I'm going to drink this sip. shit. Yeah, you, 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 you can observe me while I'm I drink.
1: I'm drinking uh, tequila like most people drink whiskey.
0: I, fair enough, face <laughs> statement. Sipping on it. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about two things. Mm-hmm. First of all, I want to talk about other bittersweet moments. Okay. Right, like, and there are some obvious ones. Maybe some not not so obvious ones. And yeah, I got a
1: few in mind. Yeah,
0: and and if we get to it, I, I'd like to talk about the nature of of opportunity or just whatever can create these bittersweet moments yeah. for people.
1: Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of bittersweet moments that come to mind for me. I think about, uh, ending a relationship. Bye Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Or bye was, boy,
0: bye. And then some of these are like all bitter or it was all sweet or it yeah. was maybe a mixture of both. If it was someone you really loved and it was just circumstances beyond your control that led to the...
1: I mean, I, I think about losing my relationship with my grandparents and even to a lesser degree, my parents... So That was
0: all bitter. It, it was all, no. Oh, my it was, perception. My bad. It was. Bad. I mean, it was bittersweet
1: because I got you. Because it, I yeah. was, I was starting a relationship with someone that they I truly appro- loved, but
0: they did not approve of.
1: They did not approve, and they did not want to try or anything. And even now that some of them are coming around and like, oh, okay, maybe we were being bigoted and assholes and I'm whatever. Over it. It's it's too late to really repair the damage. It's, it's twelve like,
0: years later, May.
1: Yeah, you, you can't walk back from a lot of those things and you can't unsay things that you've said, but...
0: Your mom can't unsay no. the shit she said to me. And,
1: and again, that's bittersweet too because I love that they've grown as people and that their mind has expanded slightly and they're seeing that our relationship is valid and that it, it is wholesome and good.
0: I just can't get over who they were ten years ago. I can't. Yeah. I can't get past and it, I can't acknowledge the growth. Well, you can. That's forgive. a me problem, though.
1: You can forgive, kind of like that. Like when life is bitter, you can say thank you and grow. So you grow from that and you get better.
0: I'm choosing to not grow here.
1: <laughs> well, a growing doesn't mean walking back and letting someone walk all over you again. Okay. It doesn't okay. mean like. Um, I, like I, I've talked about this even with my father, like in the sense that I have no bitterness to him really anymore. I don't blame him. I, I'm not angry at him. There's no anger. I just don't really think about him. Like it's more of that, like just eh, it was what it was. You're just indifferent. And I'm to not, that. I'm I'm just not gonna put myself in a position to be at risk because the op the opportunity is not worth the risk. So while I can forgive him, I can appreciate his apology. It it doesn't walk back the moments that did occur and, and the and the trauma that did happen. Okay. And and like the same with you and my mom. Like the trauma happened, she can't walk back, but you could still appreciate the apology, you could let go of the anger.
0: Your mom's never apologized to me.
1: Yeah, that's okay, true. Just she's just apologized, going. I guess, in a slight way to me, f- through. or she's not even apologized. I guess she's just given all of branches. Yeah, like, so, more so, like so the what what your and, like, mom's
0: done is that political almost just like trying to
1: sweep it under the rug. That backhanded kind of
0: apology, yeah. where you're like, "Wait, they didn't apologize."
1: Yeah, like you almost not, forget but, that they don't.
0: Yeah, but but now they want to be cool. Uh-huh. Like, wait, no, I'm still mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's what uh, your mom's doing
1: well it's better than what my dad did which was apologize and then blame you for beating you <laughs> it's like oh yeah I, I know I beat the shit out of you but really it was because you did XYZ so if you really look at it
0: <laughs> it was your fault you know <laughs>
1: like sorry sorry I did that you know <laughs> but
0: I, even, I don't know why I thought about this but like there's some team members that I'm like I'm all sweet <laughs> that I'm leaving I'm like I don't have to deal with these motherfuckers oh anybody. yeah
1: yeah I, I, I know I'm
0: like I'm like I am so I have some of those
1: too I had to have a major talk with a couple of my employees this week but and... I'm trading
0: problems because I know wherever I'm going there's you, gonna be you like, never leave I'm, it sweet <laughs>
1: baby you leave one problem to have a new I'm one I'm just happy
0: to be leaving
1: these that problems, problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit but yeah, I think about it even in a marriage. Like there is there is times that like we've even had moments where we, we've gotten close to ending our relationship and it's it's been tough to fight our way back. And it's always been like I, I think about it, and if if our relationship ended, I do think about how bittersweet that would be. Like I would never it's sweet because I would never regret.
0: If, even if we went through a nasty divorce, it'd still be bittersweet. I thought for sure it'd be like all bitter. <laughs>
1: it'd be bitter because it ended because, uh, you know, obviously you never want to see a relationship crumble. You're always trying, and you know, we're in it for the long haul. But it, it's... Well, that's it's,
0: what the preacher man told us. He said, no, till death do you part. No,
1: that, that's how I feel. Like, I choose <laughs> okay. you. I'm not... I don't care. I don't care about that's a preacher. Sweet. That's sweet. I that's choose sweet. you.
0: I choose you too. Thank you. Okay. I was trying to be funny there. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm,
1: you know me. I'm, I'm there's very little I take seriously in life. And and you and our relationship is I well, that's probably the list. <laughs> that's that's it. Um and and that's that's my priority. Like you are our priority here. And that's it's hard to to think about the possibility or the reality that every day you're in a relationship is a choice. Marriage can end at any time because it's two people choosing to be together, and if if you ever choose to not be together, what I get frustrated is how people only see the bitter then, and they devalue then or throw away the entire relationship and it's say it was a waste. Choice to not see the sweet. Yeah, it's like for and me, that's a
0: perception's a. It is, and that's them, why and
1: this bittersweet you're, concept. You're I know with some this people are probably for like,
0: twenty years, how yeah. is they're all bitter here?" If it's all bitter, then what? You must be the crazy one for standing <laughs> Yeah, stand exactly. If long. it was all bitter,
1: you're crazy, and that's that's my point. Is like I feel like maybe up to this point, people were like, "Why is this a perception is a bitch conversation?" Right. But it is because it's it is perception. It's bittersweet is how you look at a moment. It's how you look at something that could be equally sad and equally terrible, equally wonderful equally beautiful just depending on how you view it sometimes the tragedy like,
0: is beauty too it is. Right. it
1: is that's why people love watching tragedies now I personally don't get it I'm not a big tragedy watcher I don't like movies that make me cry um, I don't mind tragedy in a movie. I just don't want the whole thing to end tragically. I'm a sucker for Happily Ever After. So you don't like after.
0: thrillers and dramas and dramatic thrillers. I like
1: dramas. I like drama in a story. I just don't want the whole thing to... I don't like movies where all the main characters die at the end. You're like, what the fuck guess, was the point of that? Let me
0: guess. You're one of those rom-com motherfuckers. Uh, those romantic well, sometimes, comedies.
1: Sometimes. No, I like action. I really like all um, movie types, but I just... I just hate, like, the Romeo and Juliet where they both die. That bullshit. I'm like, what's the point? You could have just told me, hey, these two fuckers get horny, fall in love, and then kill each other because they're idiots. Great. (laughs) Now I know the plot. Just save me, like, a couple hours here. So fast forward this shit
0: Titanic he dies oh yeah
1: she could have moved over on the door but you know
0: <laughs> she could have got him another log rat. but you know she's a spoiled brat right
1: oh, and then she throws the diamond in the fucking ocean what the fucking point was this it's a
0: series of bad choices
1: uh, bad decisions I wish I wish uh, he had pushed her off the door and got
0: on no he loved her could do that <laughs> see the bittersweet you do, bittersweet things you do pull up.
1: the things you do pull up oh but no I so relationships ending is a, is a huge one. And I think a lot of people divorce is at an all time high. So I think almost everyone in there has gone through a bad breakup or a bad divorce, um, or has at least gotten close in their current marriage where they've had the, we've all had those moments where like, shit, I don't know about you, but I don't know. We're going to see tomorrow. (laughs) This motherfucker might die in his sleep tonight. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but so that's one and then uh, what was another one I was I was telling you about earlier? Um,
0: another bittersweet yeah type moment. there's many. Oh
1: I was I, uh, sorry I remember where I was um, thinking of um, I was thinking of Lee, my stepdad. okay. So when he passed away, that was an extremely bittersweet moment
0: because he had been in pain for so yeah. long. I mean he was just a happy to, a to see wonderful, him go,
1: wonderful man
0: but also sad that he died.
1: He had been sick for, he'd been fighting cancer and and then his Parkinson's, so he'd had a major brain tumor, um, fought for treatment, had surgery, did chemo, all that stuff, then got Parkinson's and still had damage from the brain tumor. I mean, this guy did not catch a break, and he fought it for 20 years about, I think, if not more. It was a long ass time. It's a time. long time, yeah. It's a long time to see your life and your and face your mat- mortality and see it slowly be chipped away. It's
0: like you're aware that you're deteriorating. You're, yeah. You're, you're cognitively aware, and you can't any do anything shit you about, you can do it. about it. Like,
1: give me a fucking heart attack. I'd rather have that. Than, than that slow. Give me
0: a warrior's death, oof, not this like, slow bullshit. Uh-uh. This is not I how I want to fade be remembered. Slowly,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, pull the plug. Yeah,
0: I want to meet death like a fucking warrior, yeah, like give a, a G. Not death, absolutely. not this not this passive. And that
1: was what was so sad about him, because he was a warrior. This guy ran marathons. He, he flew airplanes and helicopters. He went and rescued people who were lost at sea. He was a handyman. He would he was the kind of guy, he built these um, metal shoes he put on his boots. He welded them onto his boots. He would ride his motorcycle, jump off, grab the back, back of his motor- motorcycle so that sparks would fly off his boots and then he would jump back on.
0: It's the only white people do shit like he, that.
1: He would like ride his motorcycle through his college dorm. i heard stories about this this guy
0: yeah yeah was, yeah, was yeah. My, my gangster people,
1: in his day my like, people
0: don't do that my people don't do that Oh,
1: don't lie don't lie
0: my people don't do that <laughs> i'm
1: not saying maybe not that in particular but
0: <laughs> those everyone,
1: are, everyone has a their true, own like true, stupid true, cultural true, shit but, but, that they oh, do but, to but show but out from, and be dangerous from, from
0: black people's perspective those are white people type yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like if you listen to the news and you're like, oh, a student just shot up an entire school, killed 50 people, he was probably white.
1: That is true. It's just not some something. black, black Something about white do. men right now is like they're all serial no, killers or, or, or that's yeah. the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, something going on right now. Something no, no, in the no, water. It's
0: just, it's just, some things black folks don't uh, do. Perception. So we like think, every
1: serial killer you show you watch ever. It's like, oh, he's probably a, a nondescript thirty white male with mother problems. I've always wondered
0: <laughs> why black people don't get pissed because we're not equally represented in. the <laughs> the serial killer genre
1: someone needs to fill this role
0: <laughs> can we have will smith play a serial killer something you know we've had johnny depp play sweeney todd you know like that's as that, that's as dark and serial killer <laughs> right. as you can get right Like it is sexy we would love that shit like i know he kills people but but it's johnny depp right
1: <laughs> oh, we have a lot
0: of hot white actors who play these roles and women still fall for them like come on man it's... look at it from this perspective <laughs> but no uh, black people and we don't seem to be fighting and advocating for the right to be equally represented mm-hmm. in the serial killer genre I digress hey, I'm just
1: bittersweet right it's one thing that, that black people are not being profiled as and it, it's a it's a negative thing so you really don't want to be profiled as it <laughs> but still you would like the opportunity to interview for right, the right, job right.
0: <laughs> Okay, so death and marriage. These are two, two big, bittersweet, bittersweet
1: moments that I feel like a lot of people on this, and this is what I was saying earlier, where people can choose to see just the bitter or the sweet. And with those two things, a lot of people focus on the bitter, the ending of the relationship, bitter, the the death, bitter. Except a lot of times that is such a sweet relief. It, it can open up new opportunities and, and, and you could focus on all the positive moments that came before the end.
0: You know, I I I, uh, I gave a talk last mm-hmm. week and I talked about this. I said, you know, the life equation is A plus B equals C. C is life lived, right? Like that's reality. Mm-hmm. That's your current life. A is The perceptions you have plus B, the perceptions people have about you, equals C, reality, the life you live. It's existential and scary to me to know that what we call life, reality, is a creation of our perspectives. So the interpretations you make, how you choose to see an event, an interaction, a situation, you know, dictates how your life turns out. So you go through a divorce. You go through a bittersweet moment. Mm-hmm. Your interpretation is what decides whether it's all sweet, all bitter, or all sad. Yeah, I could literally decide that this move for me is all sweet, yeah. and then that changes the course of how my life plays you out. You shape
1: your reality As by your right. perception. That's why we say perception is a bitch. Absolutely, I
0: could decide that it's all. We create bitter.
1: narratives in our head around that, like oh,
0: right, women right. who go
1: through a divorce and say all men are assholes, no one's good, and
0: then they live they, a reality for the next ten go, years. They let themselves go. They go, go depressed. Live a they won't
1: date. I mean, yeah, you, you really can put yourself you in a spiral. And you try to tell these
0: people that, bro, you realize that by just a switch, fucking snap of a finger. Can you finger, snap your fingers? There you go, that's as good as this I get. This is a snap. Okay, okay. Sarah, teaching me how to snap my finger now. But you try to tell people that just <laughs> by shifting you your mindset, uh-huh. you could change your reality. Yeah. They, they don't... It, it feels like these quotes and these like talks have become cliche they're trite remarks they've been used so much people have seemed to lost how existential and how powerful these statements are like perception is reality to me is the most existential thing a person can say because if you understand what that truly means that should scare the fuck out of you
1: um, yeah, there was a big thing, and maybe this should be a whole episode. But um, we were watching that Will Smith after the reunion. Do you remember? Oh. You know where I'm going? Oh, so, let me
0: decide real quick because we can do we, this a whole is a this episode. is a whole not the fuck episode. No, no, this put, is a whole this is conversation. This is
1: perfect with Bittersweet. Let's put, okay, let's put okay. It in. So
0: on HBO, we're this was watching, a very
1: bittersweet moment. Right. So let me tell it. Okay. Let me tell. It.
0: If you have HBO Max, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air Reunion, Mm -hmm. that's what Sarah's about to get into.
1: So spoiler alert if you haven't seen it and you want to go see it, it was actually very moving. It was a really good I I was not expecting. I was proud of Will Smith for doing this
0: because I was Um, like I was like, surely they're not gonna put this shit on TV. Like this is too real for (laughs) TV. Too raw for TV.
1: So anyone who's kind of like watched the Fresh Prince of Bel Air knows that at some point Aunt Vivian changed.
0: Episode three, I mean season three, <laughs>
1: season three. She Aunt she did, all of a sudden from, look a little different.
0: Yeah, she looked a little light. She went from like, the dark mm-hmm, end Viv to the light a skin little end light, Viv.
1: Little light. So here's here's the tea, guys. Let's get it, into it, this here's story. The tea, okay,
0: <laughs> yes. Sarah, like pull out your whiskey. Whew. This is gonna be good.
1: We already got our tequila. Out. <laughs> I'm, already ready. Ready. I'm ready. Lit. I'm lit. Lit. Yeah, he has been sipping more than I have. Don't he lies to you guys? He <laughs> lies to you. Don't believe him. He okay. don't
0: to shit. Tell the story.
1: So the tea is, they have this great reunion, and they they kind of flash back to the story where on set the third season, Aunt Viv all of a sudden was a bit withdrawn. Now she's this great talented actress, has done amazing work on set. And then all of a sudden, she becomes very withdrawn. She seems moody. She's not um, engaging with the other crew members like normal. And some interpretations were drawn from that. So the network creates an offer for her, basically one that's shit. It it basically um, forces her to not do they any back other work her into
0: a corner where she can't. Mm -hmm. You're fucked. If you sign this deal, you're fucked. You're
1: fucked. Um, What she didn't know is if she'd be fucked if she didn't sign it, too. She doesn't know that yet. So on the back end, what you find out through this reunion, what's going on while she's being withdrawn here, you find out that she's pregnant with her first child and she has a non-working, out-of-work, abusive husband. So things are kind of...
0: Rough at home. Yes. for For Viv.
1: She doesn't know who she can trust. She doesn't know who she should talk to. So she just withdraws into herself as she's trying to deal with all of the trauma that's going on at home. Like I said, that gets interpreted. Perception is a bitch, man.
0: So she can't tell people at work what she's going through. But all they see is her change in mood, change yes, in so behavior. so you draw your own interpretation. So they make their own conclusions. And we're like, all guilty of that. I've done do that it, at work. We all do it.
1: Um. So, Will essentially admits in the reunion that while now as an adult, a man who has kids and has life experiences, life lived, he sees now that she was just in pain then. But young, 21, 22-year-old, new to Hollywood, Will Smith...
0: Is interpreting that as yeah. man, this Hollywood.
1: His insecurity kicked in, mm-hmm, thinking she just don't like me. She's jealous of the attention I'm getting. She doesn't want me to succeed. Um,
0: She's mad that I got the hating. lead role. You know, I'm not a I'm not a Broadway yeah. trained actor. She is.
1: So all of that led into when she gave up that deal because the network gave her a shitty deal. She gave it up, assuming, like a a rational person would, that she could go on and find other work. Because she's talented, she's classically trained, got all this experience. It's no big deal. She'll find something else. However... She had no idea, for one, how big the show would blow up. And two, she she had no idea she would get blacklisted as a difficult black woman, hard to work with. She had no idea. That is the kiss of death. Black women, it's already hard. Dark-skinned black women, harder harder and harder. Difficult, dark-skinned black woman? Fuck. You ain't doing nothing. She had
0: no idea how much perception was about to become a bitch in her life. So when people say- fucked. So the last 27 years that Hanviv has lived has been reality.
1: Yes. That based reality. Based on a false perception.
0: Based on an interpretation. Mm-hmm. perception. It wasn't
1: reality. It wasn't But it became real, reality.
0: Because she was pregnant, dealing with an abusive husband at home. hmm No one knew. And the people she was working with made an interpretation
1: mm-hmm. that
0: this bitch is just hard to work with now yeah. because all of the whatever. And they didn't
1: d-. just let it go and be professional and move on. They destroyed her career. Her reputation.
0: On, on.
1: And then they get to move on and be successful, make all this money, all these royalties, all this other career opportunities. And she's just lost it As all. I'm
0: watching this on HBO, I was about in tears.
1: I cried. I did. And, and like, this
0: is why I cried. This is why I, I'm not going to. I didn't cry. I didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> I got close. <laughs> this is why I got close. Because that moment was a summation of our entire philosophy. Yeah. That what you call life lived, A plus B equals C, C being reality, C being life lived, is created by A, the interpretations, perceptions you're making, mm-hmm. plus B, the interpretations and perceptions that other people are making about you. So when a motherfucker tells you that perception is reality, I don't know that you understand how how, deep. Uh, how dark and scary and mm-hmm. boogeyman that shit is. That's the type of shit you say to somebody that should cause their skin to crawl. Get goosebumps, That yeah. should cause you to get shivers down your... Sp- that, it should make you have the EBGBs when mm-hmm. somebody tells you perception is reality.
1: I mean, but to get back to the bittersweet m- mantra of this, and that's absolutely true, but that the moment in that episode was so bittersweet because...
0: It was healing. She, it was much needed healing the, that needed he, to happen. He,
1: there was uh, for for one. Will was such a. It made me remember why I used to like him so much. He's been in some shitty movies lately. It really got me down. <laughs> Gemini
0: but, Man, bright. Ugh, that was awful. <laughs> Aladdin, <laughs> yeah
1: so like, will, who's i've your been a little agent. disappointed in will don't get uh, your fucking agent you know, he was my he was my celebrity pass for a long time i like if i ever get a chance to we'll hook need with to one hire celebrity us.
0: perception is a bitch expert to so be like bill these these uh, movies don't look good for your career man from a perception standpoint
1: i i i mean i love will smith but like he he really showed character because he could have glossed over on this thirtieth and and not brought it up, and it's been so long, no one would have questioned it. No one would have, you know, forced him to. But he he had the conversation. He acknowledged I fucked up. Like I am sorry. I I, I understand now. Perception. I I, I made interpretations. I,
0: I wish somebody. I wish Will Smith had the words because you can. Perception I, is a bitch. perception is a bitch and (laughs) i wish and viv even had it like will perception was a bitch because i get it y'all thought one thing about what i was going through y'all didn't know the reality and frankly it's not like i shared it yeah and unfortunately perception being a bitch it created this reality that i've had now to live
1: Mm -hmm. for the
0: last 27 years you
1: know it was hard for her too that they talked about is is on set they really did become family so it was like how when we have uh, when I've had my falling out with my family, it's like that when you're like, you can't talk to these people, you can't, you know, you love them. you you can't have that relationship with them anymore because of how things went down. and it's like, man, how did it get here? Um and, and just like, it's so mind boggling to me that people let this shit go and spiral and become.
0: Reality. Reality
1: versus just calling the shit out, but it, I I did have a lot of respect for the OG Aunt Viv because she could have thrown a fit, she could have thrown it in his face, and she was a she was a big person about it. She accepted his apology. She they hugged. They you know it, that was beautiful. It really was. Still so doesn't I change
0: the fact that that she her paid a life, consequence, her life for his
1: interpretation,
0: for his interpretation, her lack of offering interpretation. This is why. So I yeah, d- we I need d- to offer context. I,
1: ah, ah, that's actually a good lesson for you because I had a big conversation with one of your coworkers this week. Who's made some drastic... Fuck
0: her. Fuck her.
1: Drastic...
0: Fuck her. Hold on. Hold on. I I am choosing... Ignorant? I I am choosing... Choosing not to grow? I am choosing to not grow on this one. No, no, no. Hold on. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: So so this... this, uh, Your peer basically got told by someone who is a subordinate to both of you. So someone who is not on your level... Um, That I
0: was talking shit behind her.
1: Yeah. And in one breath, she tells me, but Deji's like a brother to me. But on the other hand, she's like, but this guy said this, that he was talking shit and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, if he's like your brother, wouldn't you give him the benefit of the doubt, first of all? And second of all, you know, Deji, he's blunt as fuck. If he had shit to say, he would tell you to your face.
0: (laughs) He ain't never been shy about that shit.
1: No. And and it was just, anyways, but like, so as the author of the
0: go uh, ahead, go ahead.
1: Just wrapping that point up again, it's one of those moments where you didn't call it out, she didn't call it out, y'all both. Like, she just got into that. I'm not gonna talk to him anymore because he was talking shit. I'm pissed, drama, drama. So,
0: so that was so she
1: made an interpretation. So,
0: that was a choice for me, it was not a choice for her. It was a choice for me. You know why? She wouldn't say
1: agree with you, but because
0: I because I wrote the fucking philosophy, so I know when I am choosing to not call something out. Perception being a bitch in my life at this uh-huh. point, more than likely, is not going to be because I didn't recognize it or was oblivious to it. You most recognize people, it. Most people you just are, are still willing
1: to pay the opportunity cost because you, you are stubborn. You are absolutely. You will. You. I will burn Even with a ship. We we have been married for 10 years together for 12, and I will say only in the last year have you started to actually apologize first.
0: That's false. In the last 5 years.
1: <laughs> Maybe one and a half.
0: <laughs> 5 years. But but <laughs> with this individual, ha- with this individual, and here's his punchline. Here's uh-huh. a punchline. Most people are unaware yeah. When perception is being a bitch in their life. Case Absolutely. in and Viv and Will Smith.
1: Yeah. The in shit, that moment, it's reality. The it's shit, like, I can't see any other way.
0: Right. The shit seems obvious when we're telling the story in hindsight. Mm-hmm. But when you're living through perception being a fucking bitch in your life, you are not able to see yeah, it.
1: You need that distance right. to like, oh, as, okay, as I was con- being irrational. As the
0: content creator, for mm-hmm. me, it's choice at this point. <laughs> So that's the difference between me and where she was at, where I'm at, and where she was at. I understood that she has a narrative about me. If perceptions
1: she, being a bitch, perceptions here.
0: A bitch, I knew that. I know that. Uh-huh. I also knew that I could call it out. I could give her a phone call and say, "Look, we're not on speaking terms. This is not fun. This is a bitter sweet experience because more bitter than sweet. Because yeah, I, that's not I, a bitter It's all bitter." Yeah. It's all bitter. But I was too upset because for somebody who said or or considered me that close to them, a uh-huh. brother, I expected more. I expected yeah. the benefit of doubt. And the fact that she did not offer me the benefit of doubt is why I said, you know what? I didn't need to be in this relationship in the first place. And I do See, not This is
1: the thing about you. You do not give second chances easily. Because it was I'm never the one because, because
0: you're the only one I've given I've it to, given
1: a second chance. To.
0: And the only you're, you're still missing my point here. Mm-hmm. I do not give second chances to people. For one, I don't think I'm that special. So ain't, ain't nobody trying to be my friend. OK, so <laughs> it's not like I got shit off. I'm not Jay Z. So don't nobody need me. That's one. But two, but two, but two. Me not giving people second chances is a function of them not giving me the benefit of doubt. Uh-huh. When you automatically write me off and assume that I did shit, uh-huh. when I do the math in my head, I'm like, okay, chances are I don't ever need this motherfucker. If I ever need this motherfucker, I'm good. So ain't nothing can give me. They can, like when I do that math in my head, I'm like, fuck this, Nick. Fuck this bitch. <laughs> let, let, let this shit ride. And that's why I am that way. It's not he because
1: cold, y'all. He cold It's not because I'm
0: stubborn. It's a strategic move. It's 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 like, look, if you if you do not value our relationship enough to give me the benefit of doubt, I'm not gonna call you like and why call why the shit out. Why should I? Some people say that's cold blooded. I say that's just the way it is. <laughs> Some things will never change.
1: You cutthroat, baby. That's you just the way throat. it
0: is. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Man alive, babe. I mean, it's, it's such a bittersweet thing, um, in life. Just there's so many bittersweet moments. And I, I feel like the challenge with bittersweet moments is that they are an opportunity to be grateful for the sweet and, and to grow from the bitter. And they're the best kind of moments if you think about it, because you get something that, that you can, you can, see in two perspectives. You can really kind of ride that wave, you know? And you're not like, it's not all dark. It's not all good. And to me, that's even the best kind of movies. Like the ones that have a little dark, a little twisted, a little happiness, a little, um, you know, frivolity and humor. I, I like that in life. And so I-, I like that in my movies. I like that in life. I feel like the best things are the ones that find a way to find that middle ground right so, so but most people i feel like um, they they really struggle when they come across this bittersweet reality in 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 f- being comfortable in that middle ground because we we so want to label and categorize all the emotions and experiences that in was our good lives, that either, was bad yeah, that was bitter positive that was negative sweet. And with bittersweet. It's hard
0: for people to comprehend that an experience can be both.
1: Yes. You can live in both realities. You can hate that it happened. I mean, we even talk about this with politics a lot. Like, think about abortion. You know, don't like abortion. Don't want it to happen. But sometimes it may be a reality that. I'm going to get
0: extreme here. Mm -hmm. Rape right? And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, in and I said that word because I w- intentionally wanted to traumatize motherfuckers, okay. because I'm saying that there are traumatic events that happen to you, but force you into such tremendous growth and opportunity in your life that you look back and you're like, man, for where I'm at in my life right now, as traumatic as that experience was, I'm Kinda weirdly glad it happened. It was fucking bittersweet. So
1: you're not talking about essentially like rape. You're just talking about anything that's so like devastatingly so traumatic, traumatic. Like
0: right, you want to just categorize rape, as, murder, a, cancer, as bitter, like as bitter. But you're yeah. like, man, the growth that I've had in my life would not have happened yeah. if that moment did not happen. I Because sometimes agree. God be answering yeah. your prayer, but it don't look the way you think. It ain't all sunshines and rainbows no. with the good Lord.
1: I even look back at when we did separate and you gave me a second chance and I gave you a second chance. And That's we did more say, me
0: giving you a second chance. Uh, well,
1: th- from my perspective, <laughs> it was more me giving you because okay. I'm the one who left. Yeah, I had to decide to come back. I was
0: right on the divorce court steps. Okay, <laughs> so you were at one day one day, away, one day away from being a divorced woman <laughs>
1: not the way i remember it <laughs>
0: not how i remember it <laughs>
1: <laughs> and anyway, you we we gave each other a second chance we really found our way back to each other and it, it was it's something that was so traumatic it was so hard i mean in that moment just it uprooted both of our lives we went through some really hard shitty moments but I, I kind of can't take it back. I kind of can't regret it. Because the growth I feel like we both came out of through that, It, it's shaped us into who we are now. And I think it's, it made us stronger and it made us to where we've survived until today. I think if we hadn't gone through that, I, I don't know if we would have made it, it this a far. It would have been a superficial
0: relationship. Even yeah. if we made it this far, we the relationship would not have the depth it has.
1: No and i think it made us it made us more empathetic it made us more human and it made us more honest because i think prior to that we were kind of still in that like lie to each other like be the person you 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 think the other person wants versus being honest and who you really are it's that
0: cupcake in face yeah, that whole, yeah
1: so I, again i can't regret it it was traumatic it was hard but we came out of it so trauma can be beautiful and and beauty can be very painful and very devastating so bittersweet is the is is honestly i think the best thing out there but can you be comfortable in the uncomfortable of the undefined in that moment and that's the question here how do how do people ride that wave
0: how do you take a bitter experience and see the The sweetness. sweetness in it And how do you take a sweet experience and maybe recognize some bitter in it? Because life is never black or white. Mm -hmm. The shit is shades of gray. If you like what you heard and you enjoyed Sarah and I's conversation today about bittersweet, you probably also know somebody in your life who needs to hear this conversation. Please share this with them. Share it with a friend. Forward it to them because it may actually help them out and give them some perspective. Also, we need you to rate us five stars on whatever audio platform. Let them
1: rate us whatever they want. It will you know, be very hey,
0: bitter if, if I it, say a one if it's star low, rating. maybe we
1: grow from it. So it'd be bittersweet. Uh, it may growth, not may not like growth. to see it's it, but b- we may grow from it. If it's
0: it. less than five stars, it's all bitter.
1: He a cold motherfucker, y'all.
0: <laughs> five stars only, sweet. We appreciate you guys and we'll see you next time.